This is the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budgervich. Since we are in late April, this would have been the championship season for many of our spring sports. Unfortunately, with the coronavirus outbreak, things have not played out the way we expected. But we do want to touch on some of the spring sports on, on this current episode. So we're going to sit down with Rebecca Scheinfeld. She was a player on the inaugural lacrosse team back in 2013. Four years later, she got off into the coaching world, started her coaching career. Now she's in the middle of her second season at Methodist, just down the road in Fayetteville. She's the head coach of that lacrosse program. And at 26, one of the up-and-coming coaching prospects, certainly that we've seen in the Campbell community. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with one of the first players really ever to play Campbell lacrosse. She knows everything from the very first game up until now, and we hope you enjoy this conversation with Rebecca Scheinfeld. So, Rebecca, you were part of the founding class, if you will, of this lacrosse program at Campbell. And I'm always curious, especially when you're growing up and you're playing lacrosse and you know so much about the sport, what interested you in going somewhere kind of completely off the map for lacrosse programs and invest yourself and see where things go? Yeah, so during my recruiting process, um, I definitely was looking at a wide variety of schools. Um, I had actually been thinking about going to art school because I kind of wanted to go into like animation or just the video editing and all that. Um, and I was looking at schools up north in Boston, um, but I just happened to find Campbell. Um, I actually was looking at a bunch of D2s and D3s. And then in September of my senior year, I had been injured going into my senior year of high school. I contacted my club coach and was like, hey, I actually would love to look into some D1s. And I remember telling me that I freaked her out because it was so late in the process. She was like, look at new schools, um, look up to see um, what are some new programs that are starting up. And I found Campbell and it was, I actually contacted um, Phil Schumann the week after he had been hired. Um, so I, I got in contact with him, sent him my video, we chatted and I came up um, President's Weekend um, in the spring. And I remember just kind of falling in love with Campbell, first of all, which is like the biggest thing, you know, in the recruiting process, you need to love the school um, in case anything goes on with the coaches leaving um, or anything goes on with the team. And and he kind of sold me the experience of like, you get to start a division one program and you get to build this from the, from the ground up and, and you kind of leave a legacy with that. And I just thought it was really cool. And I, I truly, when I came onto campus, I knew that that was the school for me. And then um, kind of the rest is history from there. So take me to your very first game, because, gosh, this is mm -hmm. seven years ago now, but in 2013. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, well, definitely that part. But you guys are playing <laughs> Kennesaw State. There, there's so mm -hmm. much expectation. Kennesaw is a pretty young program as well. So as you guys are getting ready for that game, I mean, how do you keep your composure? And, and what, what was the excitement level like for you guys? Uh, I I remember that game like it was yesterday. I, I think we were just so excited because we just worked so hard in the fall. Um, Phil – Phil did an awesome job of bringing a, a group together that was just so pumped and happy to be building something. And I remember we we had done um, some little promos around campus, around the community. We started to get connected to the local community. So everyone was just so excited about our first game. Um, all our parents were excited. We had recruits that were actually um, the, the Riley twins were there for that first game. Some of our underclassmen recruits were there. Um, so everyone was just so excited. I remember being in the locker room and our locker rooms are just giant dance parties. That's kind of how it was before every game. So just in typical Campbell lacrosse fashion, we had an awesome dance party beforehand. And um, when we went out onto that field, 
Um, I mean, I believe there was over a thousand people in the stands and that's when only the away side now was the home stands. Um, so that place was packed. Um, Gaylord did a inaugural draw with Taylor Arrington, who's Taylor Robinson now. Um, so I think just everyone was so excited. Sal really hyped us up on campus. So I think we were just ready to play lacrosse and kind of show what we built over the past few months. That's neat as well, because not only just the excitement of the program, but the fact that that was the, the newest and, and most recent sport Campbell mm-hmm. has added. I, I'm curious because that team, and, and Sal has mentioned it from time to time, but that team didn't have, let's say, the largest roster in the world. And, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously in lacrosse you have to have X amount of players just to be on the field. But give us a sense of kind of how small that team was and I guess how tight-knit they really were throughout the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you talk about the smallest of small teams that you can ever put together, we had 13 players going into season and April Reinhardt um, unfortunately had torn her ACL. So we played with 12 the whole season and didn't have any subs, which is just crazy for Division One, the intensity level. Um, but the Phil made sure we were the best shaped team in the Big South. Um, so I think we just kind of stuck together because we knew that we only had each other. Um, and if we wanted to get through these games and be successful, then we had to depend on each other. And I think that just brings a level of tight knit um, bonds and just a sisterhood unlike any other, because you know that you have to defend, I mean, depend on the people that are next to you. Um, you know, you don't have five or six subs that are ready to come in and, and, and help you guys out. And I remember April would just be screaming um, on the sideline or in the stands that she was videoing for us um, and cheering us on. So it was just, it was just such a special group. I mean, we are so close now. So we all talk every single day. We have a group message. Um, and I think it all sparked from that, from that first year. I mean, when we played Davidson, actually one of our conference games, um, because that's when they were in the big South, we actually played man down because Chloe Henchcliffe had gone sick and she wasn't able to make the trip. So, um, I think, just those experiences and we rallied we had a one goal win against St. Francis and Detroit Mercy and it's just crazy like all these memories that you start to think of um and we just rallied together and we knew we had to get it done I think we went six and seven that year so um we couldn't have done it if it wasn't for the fact that Phil Phil pushed us to to depend on each other um because that's all we had and it was I mean it's the best group of girls I've ever been a part of Absolutely. And it's kind of funny how it all culminates because then, you know, you go four years later to 2016 and mm-hmm. that was sort of my first year here with the lacrosse program. So I got to see it firsthand, but you know, you guys then play in the big South, you're continuing to improve it. Mm-hmm. And one of the games that stands out, we talked to Carter about it a little bit on the podcast as well, but going down to coastal and beating mm-hmm. the Shauna clears, there's a great picture. I think your dad actually took the picture. Of, yep, uh, he did. <laughs> you jumping into a couple of girls' arms after the win, and it was a one-goal game like they always kind of were. But um, mm-hmm. just describe the emotion of, of that game and sort of what went into it and how it was like to finally pull out a win. Uh, that that game brings so many memories. Um, I, I remember listening to Carter talk about it on the last Camel Call, and then a few days ago was like the anniversary of that win. Um, we just had such a history with Coastal throughout the years. We, it was just one goal games every single year. And it was just my class was just like, we have to beat Coastal. Um, so I think we went to that game. I remember we got there really early and we did a walkthrough on their blue field. And we just had so much fun that day. And I think that was the difference maker is that we we just played to have fun. And we're like, oh, this is just the time to beat Coastal. This is the group that can do it. Um, I actually documented 
our entire senior year through my GoPro. Um, and some of the best film that I have on the GoPro, it's a 15 minute video is from that day. Um, because we were pretending we were swimming on the turf field and just, just having a good time. And then we went into that game. Um, we, we just celebrated all the small victories and, and all the, the great times in that game and every ground ball, every goal. Um, I remember, I actually can vividly remember Erica scoring one of her goals that brought us over to win um, and, and just running up to her and giving her a hug afterwards. And then after the game, I mean, we were, we were sobbing after the game. You would have thought that we just won the conference championship because um, I think it was just how much we had worked over the years to get to this point And it finally came together. It was, it was definitely a bittersweet memory. And we just had a dance party on the bus on the way home, just like, normal Campbell lacrosse fashion. Um, we were screaming and I remember coach saying afterwards, I had never seen a group sing and dance for three and a half straight hours. She's like, I thought you guys were going to get exhausted. Um, but I can remember her telling us that afterwards. Um, so it was just, it was just so awesome. Our families were happy. We had so much support there. So it was just really cool that it all came together for us our senior year. I'm glad you mentioned the GoPro stuff because you popped in a couple of mm -hmm. times in the office and you know, we would discuss it. And, and I'm always curious when you are kind of filming that behind the scenes stuff or, or you're kind of showing the, the fun side of the group. What what was the emotion like of that team? Because we, we see the energy of lacrosse and especially mm -hmm. with the, the folks of like Coach Carter's rank on, on the sideline cheering you guys on and just the energy in the game itself. I mean, what goes into that and how much fun is it to just to play the game? Oh, I mean, what you see from our team and what you saw from our team at that time and, and what you see in that GoPro video, if you watch it, is that is truly who we were. It was no holding back. We just had so much fun. Um, I think everyone was just so happy to always be there and be there together. And I think that kind of shows the culture of our program that we had and um, just the love that we had for each other. Like when you would see Coach Carter on the sideline cheering and screaming for us, we, that, that was him. That was genuine because we would go into the weight room and we would spend time outside of lifts, just getting to know him. He would get to know us. So, um, he was family for us. So he was cheering on for us. Like, like we were his family. And then when we celebrated each other, um, that was so genuine. We were all just so excited that, that we had success, um, because we just loved each other so much. Um, but yeah, when, when we took the GoPro video, our goofiness, our fun times definitely came out. I mean, um, when we were on the bus, we were just always having a good time. Um, and I think the coaches were sometimes like, okay, guys, it's time to be serious. But um, we, we always got down to work. Um, but it was, it was just, we were happy to be there. That was, that was, that's Campbell lacrosse to me is that we were just always happy to be there playing the sport we love with each other. It's interesting too, because of course you graduated a couple of years ago and then mm -hmm. like any lacrosse player or any student athlete, it's, Hey, what's next? What's the next step for me? And for you, Becca, it was interesting because it was coaching, but it kind of wasn't directly coaching. It kind of became into coaching. And, you know, here you are now as a head coach of, uh, at Methodist down the road in Fayetteville. So give me a sense of kind of what you thought after graduation and, and what led you into the coaching world. Yeah, so definitely when I was graduating, um, I, I knew I wanted to be a graduate assistant. Um, I wanted to get my master's in case coaching didn't work out down the line. Um, but I wanted to get into the coaching world and I ended up going to Messiah College to be the graduate assistant there. Coach, Coach Easley actually really helped me out with that. Um, she knew the graduate assistant um, at the time, so she kind of got me connected with them. Um, and it was definitely a, a crazy process, you know, just just moving then up to Pennsylvania, um, being at a, a very, very 
um, incredible division three lacrosse program was an amazing experience. So then going from D1 to D3, that was definitely a jump in a learning curve because it's very different with how much time you can spend with the players and the different rules and, and all that things, all those things that go into it. And also just learning the coaching side of recruiting and just behind the scenes, you know, when um, a warm up, uh, warm up tape shows up at your game, it's not because you know, it just showed up. Someone had to do that. And with division three, we were a little more hands-on with those things as coaches. Um, maybe then with division one, cause you have a lot of other people that can help with those things. Um, so going to Messiah, I had an incredible experience there. Um, it was cool because at Campbell, I got to really help the program start up. And then at Messiah, I was joining a very established program with a head coach that had been there for, for a while and built them into a top 10 division three program. Um, so I got to see what does it take to be top 10 um, in the coaching side of things. Um, so that, that was really great. And at the same time, I got to pursue a master's in academic support and higher education, um, which I absolutely love because that's another passion of mine. Um, and then from there, when I was at Messiah, um, I, I will say I took a leap of faith in becoming a head coach so young here at Methodist. Um, I applied for the position and um, it was really emotional in figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew I loved coaching and it, it was just a leap of faith. And I just dove right in and I said, all right, here we go. Let's try it out. And here I am finishing up year two, going to year three. So I guess it's working so far. <laughs> no, that's, that's the best part. And, and I did want to ask you about that first year of, of full-time coaching, because, mm -hmm. you know, as an athlete, we always joke that athletes have all the answers to the tough questions. Give me a sense of when you are the head coach and, and you know, you have your kids looking to you and, and things of that mm -hmm. nature. What's it like with the shoe on the other foot trying to solve those those answers and figure out ways to help your team? Oh, yeah. At first, it is so scary. I will be honest. I, I remember after one of my first meetings thinking, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Um, but, but luckily, when I was at Messiah, um, our head coach, Heather Greer, was just so, so phenomenal and how um, she spoke to her players and handled situations. And before we'd go into meetings with players, she was very well thought and, and would write out, you know, things that she wanted to talk about. So I felt like um, I, I was really prepared. And I, when I would get nervous or like, what do I do in this situation? Um, I would always try to think back of what she would do and how she would handle situations. And I also learned that it's really okay to say to your players, I don't have the answer right now. Um, and that was the biggest thing I learned. And my players actually joke with me um, because when I'm in meetings with them, sometimes we'll have class meetings and they'll say something to me. I'll be like, I don't know the answer, but if you let me think on it, I will get back to you. Like that's my famous phrase now with my players when I don't have a solution. Um, and, and that was the biggest learning curve is that it's okay not to have the answers right away, which I think, like you said, as a student athlete, you think you have to have, or um, something has to happen right away. But coaches are people too and they don't know every situation but we're, we're just trying to help you navigate it as best as possible like you're trying to navigate life situations I'm fascinated uh, especially at the division three level because you mentioned some of those differences and just mm -hmm. kind of looking at your roster and your team you do have a bunch of kids from North Carolina which I always find neat for a, for a state that's kind of learning lacrosse on the fly if you will um, mm -hmm. just curious kind of what you thought of lacrosse in this area and kind of in the state and what you think as it shifts up the coast, and obviously we know the Virginias, the New Jerseys, the states like that where it's so prominent, but just more down here in the south and the growing culture of it. Um, North Carolina lacrosse is really cool, in my opinion, because I think you have a lot of players that are untapped potential um, that they want to learn, they want to grow. 
and they want to be better, but they don't necessarily know where to go to get those resources. Um, or maybe their area is a little underdeveloped with lacrosse. So you're going to have like one or two studs and then a bunch of new players. So um, it's been really cool just because it it's a lot like how South Florida lacrosse was when I was growing up. I started playing in eighth grade right when lacrosse was kind of picking up um, in South Florida. And that's kind of how it was for us. There was a few of us that were really dedicated and really excited to play. And then a bunch of new players that were kind of like, I don't know if I want this. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so I see that a lot in North Carolina. So I relate to the players in that sense. Um, so I think, I mean, there are some studs that are coming out of North Carolina. Our North Carolina players on my team um, absolutely love them. They are super hardworking and they have a really great foundation. And then when they get to the collegiate level, they're just so excited to continue to push and and to play at that next level and the speed. Um, so it's it's been really fun to recruit North Carolina players um, because I think, why not bring in players from your area that are, are phenomenal athletes um, and have a really great foundation in lacrosse, and then we can build them to what we want here. Absolutely, and you just think of even at the Division One level, you know, programs like North Carolina Duke that are always mm-hmm. on the rise, and it trickles down, you know, even to the Division Three level. So I'm curious, Rebecca, um, on your Twitter account, we'll plug you here while we got you, at Rebecca <laughs> underscore A27, um, you are a big fan Thank of you. dogs and, and a big fan of posting Twitter videos of dogs and, and different things that even like Bill Belichick, you know, his dog, I've seen videos of that you've shared. So, yep. uh, give me a sense of, of your love and affection for, you know, our, our friendly <laughs> animals and kind of where that all kind of starts for you. Oh man. I mean, I do love, I do love puppies. Um, I actually got a puppy in January. So, um, my boyfriend has a dog and I absolutely love her. And he's like, I need one of my own. Um, so I do have a little puppy. His name is Chase. Um, he has been the best. I actually took him on his first real run this morning. He only made it about 0.2 miles before he just plopped on the ground and looked at me like, mom, what are we doing right now? But, um, yeah, I mean, I think even at Campbell, we would find dogs all the time, um, which is probably really sad to say, but we'd find like stray dogs around campus or in the streets around campus. And we would pick them up and actually put them in Lauren Day's car and then take them to the animal shelter. We kind of figure out what to do. Um, we actually kept one dog in the lacrosse house for about a month until we can get them to the right place. Um, which I'm sure our landlord at the time probably wouldn't have been too happy about, but yeah, I, I love puppies. Um, they, they're the best. And now my, my puppy Chase, um, he's like our team dog. So whenever I bring him around our team, I brought him to a clinic we had when I first got him and our team was very happy and they got a little distracted, but if it makes them happy, then I'm happy. Well, I was going to say, as long as you and and your kids are are enjoying it, that's really the key. Oh yeah. (laughs) As a a young head coach, I'm always curious because especially since you're under 30 and you're dealing with kids, you know, let's say 18 to 22, Mm -hmm. Has it hit you yet, or has the kids started to notice the age difference? Or maybe one of those moments where you're like, man, I, I remember when I was 20 and I was a you know junior or senior, let's say, but now I kind of feel like I have that separation where I'm not always just their, their best friend or whatnot. Yeah, it, it's. I will be honest, it is nice to get a little bit older and to continue to have that age separation. Um, when I was at Messiah, there are actually two fifth-year seniors that were two months older than me, so that was a learning curve at first for all of us. Um, but now at Methodist, um, our, my players joke with me all the time. Cause I'll say something there. I'm like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm so old. And they're like, coach, you're really not that old. Um, but I think they do respect the fact that I am several years older, but they are still comfortable enough to come, um, to me about things that, 
um, maybe they wouldn't say to an older coach um, or just they, they feel a lot more comfortable. Um, yeah, they, it, it's nice to have that, that gap right now. I'm still, still learning, you know, kind of when I realize it the most is really when they start talking about TikTok dances or there's some new phrase or lingo that they start using. I'm like, I have no idea what these kids are talking about. And then they're like, coach, you're only 26. You should know these things. But I'm not in college anymore. You know, I'm not on all the apps that they use and whatnot. But that's when I start to feel the age gap, which I think is a good thing. Just speaking from experience, and I can agree with you there, whenever the term lingo is thrown around, that's when you know people like you and I have distanced yeah. ourselves from the 18 to 22. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Rebecca, when you were when you were a senior, um, yeah, of course, obviously you finished out your career in 2016, but you were also named Miss Campbell, which is part of the, the Cammies end of the year award show, if you will. And, and I'm kind of curious just your thoughts on the Campbell community, especially from a student athlete standpoint with your experience and, and sort of how it all culminates with, with the NEED award and the award show and just your thoughts on being a part of that group. Yeah, I, I will say that being part of Campbell Athletics, Campbell University, um, was probably the best decision I have ever made in my life. Um, it was very cool to receive that award at the end of my senior year as like a culmination of all everything that had gone into my four years there. Um, but to me, the community is family. Um, I feel like I have many different families within Campbell as a whole. I have lacrosse, I have athletics, I have just um, my exercise science group that I was part of. Um, it Campbell is family. Campbell is love, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the fact that we all talk on a day-to-day -day basis still. I actually spoke with Coach Carter um, last week about some things with SAC because I'm involved with SAC at Methodist. Um, I think that speaks for itself is that I've been out for four years now. And, and at any time I see orange and black, um, around the community. I connect with those people. We can have a great conversation about what it means to be Campbell, a Campbell camel. Um, one of the admissions counselors at Methodist is a camel um, from back in the 60s. So we have that little connection as well. So I just think it's it's community, it's family, and it's I'm forever grateful that I'm part of it. Well, that's certainly neat, Rebecca. And, and you know, it's a shame. I'm thinking back to it now. Methodist played Campbell in football a few years ago. That might have been before you were even uh... – at Methodist, but of course, just 30 yep. minutes down the road, it, it feels like you're right around the corner. We uh, we really appreciate you jumping on, and, and I know it's crazy to think that you've been out of school four or five years now, but it, it definitely, with, with the youth of that lacrosse program, and we've talked about the alumni days and, and just the, the development of this program, it definitely seems like this Campbell lacrosse program is pretty tight-knit, and, and you're a big part of that. It definitely is, and it, it is crazy because only being 30 minutes away, I feel like I am so far from Campbell. I've only been there a handful of times, and one of them um, was for the alumni game. But, yeah, it is, um, it's always great being back on campus and seeing everyone and seeing all the changes that are made. Um, it just shows that it's growing, and it's weird because I don't know any of the players on the team anymore because that shows how far removed I am now from my playing days. But um, it's always great to support um, the lacrosse program, Campbell Athletics as a whole, because – it's kind of gotten me to where I am, and I wouldn't be here if I wasn't a camel. Well, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast, Rebecca. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me.